Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle, and I'm the Vibrarian. I'm your host every Tuesday evening for this conversation where we get to hear stories from people who have opened up to their psychic gifts and abilities. And we get to take a peek behind the veil of their life and see how that happened for them, hopefully with the opportunity for us to look at it and say, you know what, maybe I have psychic gifts and abilities that have been untapped too. It's a wonderful journey to sit down every week with all the wonderful people who have been coming on the show, and I'm so excited to have you tuned in this evening. You can check out all of the programming on the Vibrary Radio Network on our Blog Talk Radio home at blogtalkradio.com slash the vibrary, and that's T-H-E-V as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-Y. And I am just so excited to bring together all of the things that I think are here to elevate, enlighten, and empower you. You can connect with me in a variety of ways. I'd love for you to join my Good Vibe Tribe on Facebook. It's a group of like-minded people who are about spreading positive energy and happy feelings around the social sphere. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with my handle, The Vibrarian, at The Vibrarian, T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. And if you have something that you want to share, a word that you want to get out, a success story, some kind of motivation, please just comment, tag, put the hashtag Good Vibe Tribe when you post stuff because we all know that energy spreads, it's contagious, and I would love to make a happy little virus package that continues to spread all around this globe through all of our connections. And I definitely want you to join me. Now, every Tuesday evening on the Psychic Inside Show, we have a special guest. And I'm also back on Thursday evenings for the Vibrarian Show. That is a topical exploration. It's kind of like Indiana Jones meets the X-Files. There's no stone left unturned. We talk about everything from channeling, divination, astral projection, animal symbols, and dreams. And I mean, there's really nothing that we won't talk about on a Thursday night, so you're always invited to tune back in. Our show line is 646-668-8988. You can give a call during any of the broadcasts to ask questions of our guests or to contribute to the conversation that's happening on a weekly basis. Now, as as I said, the Psychic Inside Show gives me an opportunity to sit down and have conversations with the most unique people. And I'm always being connected to friends and connections throughout the Psychic network and that's one of the most fun things about it because I'm getting to get introduced to friends of friends of friends of friends and I get to see how the awesomeness spreads around this community. So my guest this evening is connected to two of the people who've been on our show before, Scott Hall and Janet Raftis, who are two psychics here in the Atlanta area, and I have to say, when I met this person virtually, 
I was just blown away because her smile and energy was just very <laughs> contagious. So I would like to introduce you this evening to my guest, Jocelyn Robinson. Jocelyn, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, so I just knew... I just knew I was going to enjoy the conversation because I felt like it was like a we could go gir- giggle like old girlfriends. <laughs> from your oh, it'll energy. probably happen. It'll probably happen. It's so, already starting. <laughs> now, I see that you are actually, and I just for the listeners, I've never met Jocelyn before. This is our first conversation, so it's an exploration for me as well as for you. Now, I see that you are a psychic here in the Atlanta area, and you have a very youthful appearance about yourself. So are you uh, one of the young ones, the new psychics? <laughs> Do you consider yourself a new school I'm, psychic? A new school. Um, that's great. You know, I think, I, I mean, my gift opened up like a couple years ago, so I'm definitely a newer psychic, right, using my gift. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm definitely one of this group of people, you know, in their 30s who are, who have awakened, right, who are already awake and using their gifts and starting to explore kind of how they can serve and be, you know, use their purpose to help other people. I, you know, I find that there's several people in my sphere now who are stepping into that role, you know, and shifting, you know, at this age. Now, you said you're in your early 30s. Are you oh, no, at I'm this not point of your 30s. life? I'm actually. Oh, I'm 36. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, you're in your 30s, so you're still yeah. below the 40 mark. Now, are yeah. you in a full-time light-working place right now at 36? I would, yeah, no, I would say probably part-time. You know, this was a, it's obviously a transition, and that's my goal is to be full-time. I just started officially the business of it, you know, in April, so I think, you know, oh. it's been growing and things have been developing and happening. But I think, you know, realistically, it takes some time to kind of develop any type of business, you know. Well, I will tell you from looking at your information out there, I would never have guessed that you are a fledgling business because your presences <laughs> look very well established and you had quite a, a positive fan base of people who have been talking about you, especially your intuitive business excuse me intuitive business coaching excuse me I thought that was so interesting because out here in the psychic community we'll hear things about readings and past life regressions but I will say Mm -hmm. it's a little more less frequent that you see people talking about using this as a business enhancement uh, tool. So tell, you know, can you tell me a little bit, how did you get into a, I guess we got to back up to how did you discover your (laughs) psychic gifts? Then we got to get into, okay, now what are you doing with your psychic gifts? So that's really cool though, the business focus. Yes, it's definitely a unique piece to what I do um, that not as many people who have the ability are doing. I think, so yeah, if we're backing up, you know, I would start with the, you know, the first step for me, I think, was starting to learn about the whole mind-body-spirit connection, right? 
I personally mm-hmm. suffered a lot of health issues. And, you know, from the age of six, I started having migraines. And throughout my life, I had a lot of chronic health problems. So mm-hmm. what happened to me was kind of like going down that path of traditional medicine and thinking, you know, I could medicate myself to treat the issue. But then I started realizing all these side effects that were coming and all these problems that I was developing from it. And so I started to explore like that whole metaphysical world, right? You know, I started with, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with Louise Hay <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can heal your life. And that mm-hmm. kind of started to break open my world because then she has her whole, you know, world of Hay House authors. And at the same time, I was doing things like uh, gestalt therapy to start to work on mm. myself emotionally, right? So I, I was starting mm-hmm. to attack everything from that, in which what I believe is important, the mind, the body, and the spirit. And mm-hmm. so as I started to do that, it was like I continued to have this bigger and stronger belief in being able to heal, right? And heal myself. Okay. And then I think for me, the turning point um, in my personal healing and what actually broke open my gift was dealing with the inner child work that I had to work on, Mm -hmm. you know, healing those Mm -hmm. inner child wounds because I had some Mm -hmm. early childhood traumas that triggered mm-hmm. me to kind of, I'm sure, shut down, right, and shut off any gifts that I could potentially have. So mm-hmm. as I started to work on that, then that kind of shed the, the layers that were holding me back because I was more clear, right? I could, I could get the mm-hmm. messages. And as I was working on myself, I was learning how to be more intuitive and how to start listening to my intuition and then eventually, like, connecting to my own spirit team, which opened me up to connecting to other people's spirit teams. Hmm. That's an interesting <laughs> pathway. I think it's very, you know, it sounds as if you came to a place of a mental framework with looking at Louise Hay and healing the body of spiritual mm-hmm. ailments as the source. So once you kind of pass that barrier to say, oh, wait, these answers are making sense to me in a fundamental mental way, um, mm-hmm. especially having gone through the traditional medicine actually yourself. You know, it wasn't like you didn't know that the the typical things were not working for you at the point when you arrived at the metaphysical doorstep, so to speak. You know, I think that that's what drives a lot of people then is being out of your comfort and not being able to find comfort zone with the traditional tools that have been given. That's what drives people to any kind of therapy, <laughs> you know, psychic therapy, yeah, regular definitely. therapy. <laughs> but, um, you know, to go from that then to saying, okay, my mind is power and I have the power over my own personal health, that's really a positive, affirming framework, whether you even step into psychic gifts or abilities after that point, you know. Well, you know, and I will say, you know, I I started doing all different types of, you know, energy work. I learned about meditation um, I, you know, started working with my, one of my teachers is a Buddhist monk and learned meditation through him and mindfulness. And then, and then I was attuned to Reiki with him. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think my, my drive, like the drive to like have this, this knowledge that I could heal myself 
kept me going and kept me learning and kept me wanting to explore like all avenues I could. Mm-hmm. And so as I was doing that, I also started to develop this connection with, you know, spirit, which God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, I call spirit because it feels more encompassing to me. And so Mm -hmm. as I actually kind of found my way, which I really think ultimately was really the first time I really, really was there with like this concept of spirit and belief and, and faith. Right. As I started Mm -hmm. to really get to know that, like there was more faith, belief and trust. Right. So it was like, Mm -hmm. I, and I, at the same time, I was also shifting a lot of things in my physical world as far as like, the food I would eat, the products I would use mm-hmm. on, in my body, the environment. Like I became, you know, I started living that non-toxic lifestyle, which also makes your vibration clearer and more open. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you don't have all that inhibiting you. So that's right. what I like to say. It's for me personally, and what I, I believe ultimately the approach is, is, is really being able to look at it from all those those aspects like what are you doing mentally you know in your mind that's creating your reality right what are you doing Mm -hmm. physically in your environment that's affecting you and putting your body Mm -hmm. right on your body and then what is your connection to that faith that trust that spirit that or god or whatever you want to call it that you have that can keeps you connected and keeps your intuition growing and your connection opening up more and more right Mm mm-hmm So when you were, did you feel an immediate physical shift then as you started coming to these awarenesses um, with the frameworks? So I think for me it was very like, like it was kind of like slow improvements. Like things just started improving. Like the physical health Mm -hmm. would improve in different areas and, you know, like, uh, then, like, I would feel like I was feeling more calm and grounded. And then I felt mm-hmm. like I had more of a of a spiritual practice. And so it was like these things that I kept layering on, right, and layering on mm-hmm. that became my mm-hmm. daily habits, mm-hmm. that became my daily life, that started to shift me in that direction. And then right. it did lead me to ultimately starting to work on that inner child healing, which then, yes, I do believe was like the thing that really did push me into the gift that I have now. Right. How did you become aware that it was an inner child issue that was presenting itself to you? So I knew like I was still struggling like there was it was like I would do well and then things would still happen again like the migraines would come back or you know I would have a flare-up of you know really bad you know candida or my you know I started having you know the autoimmune issues with Hashimoto's so things Mm -hmm. started showing up again right it was like I could do okay for a little bit and then it would still come back Mm -hmm. in And it just was like a chance kind of, you know, everything's divine, right? Right. (laughs) Everything's divine. (laughs) In Mm -hmm. my world it is, right? Um, Right. (laughs) The doctor that I see is, (laughs) no, 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 not at all. So the doctor that I see actually offered a free healing, which led me to that free healer who then recommended someone she thought could be good Mm -hmm. for me, who then became my coach and my teacher in inner child healing. 
And so as mm-hmm. I, you know, worked on that, and I'm going to, I'll name drop her, Alicia Miller, because she's amazing. If anyone needs help with that, <laughs> I would totally mm-hmm. recommend her. And um, so working with her um, is, it, it's like I actually, the you know, started working with her and Janet Raftis, because the two of them mm-hmm. lead a retreat um, together. And so the thing that kind of happened was like just having that um, talk with her and initial assessment just kind of opened me up to realize kind of what was happening. But she actually had recommended me having a session with Janet first. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this lady is recommending someone else. So I went to see Mm -hmm. Janet, you know, and had a session with her because she does energy healing. And it was the first time I had some relief in the pain that I was dealing with. And so I paid attention. Like, you know, my my pain Mm -hmm. is getting better by this wonderful woman. So I'm going to listen to what Mm -hmm. she has to say. And she was like, I do believe this is where you need to, you know, shift your focus. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's like when you start to pay attention and open up and see, like, what is there for you and really, like, open to, like, there's people out there to help you and and bring you the Mm -hmm. messages, you know, because this is before I had my gift, so I had my messages through someone else supporting me and knowing what I needed to do to help myself. And it was hands down the best decision I ever made. So that was, like, you know, my divine journey of figuring out it for myself. So I love to really tell people how amazing it is if, you know, that feels Mm -hmm. like an area for them. And, you know, what's amazing now is there's people who come to me for sessions that I'm able to help them be like, hey, no, I think you are actually struggling with Mm -hmm. some issues from that as well. Mm -hmm. And I can help Mm -hmm. them figure out, like, you know, who they can um, and what who they can see or what they can do to start to shift that, you know, in my reading. Right, right kind of like full circle you know (laughs) absolutely that's how it goes you know I tell people all the time that it really is so simple as to having an open mind about something Mm -hmm. you know you could have been in a very structured mindset to where well medical science can't figure it out and I'm not open to anything else and that would have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. changed all yep. avenues of things that then flowed to you, but just your openness for then to see that breadcrumb and to, like you said, follow the little bitty yes. steps that lead ultimately down a much longer opening awareness. If you never know, once and when you look back, you kind of look back like, oh, that was my moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the time, it's much more uh, passive seeming. Um, because it really just yes. is a mindset, <laughs> you know. Yes, I think, I think, you know, that's one of the, the things that, for me, continues to to drive me, right, is this ability to be open and to know that I can achieve the life I envision, right? Like, I believe that, mm-hmm. you know, we if we can heal ourselves and we can achieve greatness if we have this vision it's not there just because we can we should see it it's there to live it right (laughs) right right now when when you were in your early place of discovering and shifting and answering these questions Mm -hmm. and about your health and abilities did your life shift? Other, I know you said you kind of changed your diet and your environment. Did your friendships mm-hmm. and your work habits um, shift as you were going through this as well? 
I think, you know, as far as friendships, there are people like I can say that I've been friends with for a very long time who are continued to support me. I think, and, and they're, they're just like relationships that I value highly. And they're like the type of relationships that they're like, you do what is right for you. And, you know, we always support each other, but I do believe, yeah, there's mm-hmm. been other relationships that have developed with people who do the same things like Janet, right. And Scott and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people in the circle of understanding like the more of the spirituality that have opened up for me too, which have been good because, you know, along the journey, I want people that can be mentors to me and friends to me and support me and understand and questions and talk about things and be like, Hey, do you get this? So I think that it's kind of interesting to me because I do have like a very mixed of friends (laughs) and I love it Mm -hmm. because it gives me all different Mm -hmm. types of, you know, people to, to support me in different ways. Um, And I think that, you know, as far as like, my life, I think, shifted in, like, what are my priorities, and, you know, for me, like, I enjoy being in nature, and I enjoy taking time to journal, and I enjoy, you know, having downtime, because what you find as you, (laughs) at least what I found, is, you know, my my empathy and being an empath in this type of work, Mm -hmm you know, opens up. And as I continue to step, as I continue to step into this role of of being, you know, a channeler, my sensitivities have expanded. So I've learned that I think my life has gotten more of a balance of how I have to take care of myself and self-care is really important, you know, and balancing. So Mm -hmm, I've mm -hmm. learned like boundaries and how to say no. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And mm -hmm. that was a big thing because I am a huge giver. So I think, Mm -hmm. my life, you know, my, you know, mom used to say, like, I would burn the candle at both ends, you know, growing up, like I was Mm -hmm. always going, doing, doing. And so I think what I've learned is that you can't, like, no one can sustain that because I deal with clients who are in the mode all the time, right? But Mm -hmm. you have to actually take care of yourself so you can serve the world, right? And serve others in whatever you're doing. Even your family. So I think for me, I think the shift, yeah, would be like in more of the nose, more of the alone time, the downtime mm-hmm. and self-care to balance out being able to be social and be able to do things. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Which one of the common funny, you know, things, yeah. <laughs> well, so one of the common things that I'm hearing over uh, the series of weeks that have been talking with different psychics is that, the empaths or the uh, are the ones who seem to experience the most physical problems in their early years with the migraines and body yeah. illnesses. There's like at least five of the psychics that I've talked with who said <laughs> that they were nearly de- debilitated from mm-hmm. um, having highly tuned empathy. And uh, their teenage years and early years being very troubled because they had an emotional awareness that they didn't have a context for. And I was wondering if you feel that some of your, now that you're managing your energy and boundaries uh, Mm -hmm. differently, do you think that empathy was uh, a major component of your physical challenges? I think that definitely played a role. I think I think what's interesting to me is um, 
I've become more sensitive now, now that I'm using my mm-hmm. gift like more regularly and like, you know, almost, you know, like on a more full-time basis. Right. Mm-hmm. I've actually become more sensitive. And I think because it's like, I'm really tuned in now. Right. I'm really open okay. and I'm tuned in. So now for me, I've noticed more sensitivities that I've learned, I'm learning how to like work with and, you know, obviously manage and protect myself and all those kind of tools. Mm-hmm. And I think for sure there was probably a component of that definitely mm-hmm. as I was growing up and dealing with all these, these health issues. I mean, I just remember, you know, like you can think back on being, Oh, you're so sensitive. You're too sensitive. Right. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are the things mm-hmm. empaths hear all the time. <laughs> So I definitely think that played a role for sure, because it, it's the way like you, your body responds and, you know, having a lot of the physical symptoms manifesting can also be like how Mm -hmm. sensitive your body is. You know, people have like, interestingly enough, you know, when you have a migraine, you're sensitive to the light, the noise, the smell, well, all those Mm -hmm. things are, you know, um, symptoms of being, you know, very empathetic, and you can't necessarily deal with all of these sensory overload, right? Just like your body right. processes it differently. So I'm, I'm definitely sure that had a, an impact on me and played mm-hmm. a role for it. See, this is the kind of thing that I really think um, opportunities to have conversations like this across the spectrum of experiences to be able to help people who can say, you know, have you thought about whether you're empathic and how much you're receiving from the environment around you? Um, yeah. You know, yes. for the person who's really at a dead end, like you were, to say, okay, mm-hmm. how can I? There's got to be some relief somewhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, and yeah, the, the and it's interesting. Story. Because, like you said, there's a lot of, like, those chronic issues, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, adrenal fatigue, you know, Mm -hmm. um, migraines, like, a lot of those issues um, a lot of empaths deal with, too. Mm -hmm. Now, when you started then um, moving through your healing and shifting and then your gifts kind of uh, came online, did you... Do any formal developmental training in the psychic arts? I have. I guess that would probably be a no. <laughs> I have okay. not had any formal training. You know, I will say Janet is a teacher and a mentor. You know, as well as a friend. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of things I've learned through her, as far as tools or different types of things. And she's amazing, and she does train people to tap into their t- intuition, right? I mean, my right. gift actually opened up on the retreat, Dana and Alicia, we mm-hmm. lead to Costa Rica mm-hmm. um, for, uh, for, for emotional healing. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, I didn't have formal training, but I have learned a lot, a lot from Alicia and Janet. And I've continued before I ever started charging for any readings. I did. I practiced. I practiced for a very long mm-hmm. time. <laughs> Well, one of the things that is another way of encouraging people is that um, there there is no right or wrong when it comes to uh, educating oneself. 
uh, from people yeah. who've gone to the library <laughs> to read books about it because there was no online access in the time in their life when they were trying to put the pieces together <laughs> to people who've done degree or certification after certification, you know, um, the basic thing is to, if you have a question about something, there is someone out there who can facilitate an answer and just even putting that energy out to the universe will allow that teaching or learning opportunity to flow to you. So um, yes, I yes. tell people all the time, don't let it discourage you. Or think. In Atlanta, we do have a community where there are a couple established psychic courses that are well-known mm-hmm. in the community. So it's a little bit different uh, from most of the listeners in our audience who are scattered around the globe, and they think, well, I'll never be able to get my psychic gifts together because there's no school near me. But that's just absolutely mm-hmm. not the case, <laughs> you know. Not my case. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely not. But, no, yeah, I, I think you're so right because there's so many books you can read, and now there's so many things online, and there's lots of, like, courses that people are developing to help people kind of tap into their intuition and learn about those things. And the more, you know, there's even Facebook groups that people post about all this kind of stuff all the time. and. So I think the the ability to learn more, if you're curious, follow your curiosity, just like you were saying, like right. follow your curiosity and keep keep going with it and see see what opens up for you. Now you have opened up. You said you have, um, in terms of labeled gifts, then clairvoyance. I know I saw yes. that claircognizance and yep. clairaudience. Clairsentient. Clairsentient, okay. Yes. The feeling, yeah, the feeling in yeah. my body, yeah. So once you realized that you were actually getting higher guidance, not just, you know, um, things that you could explain away otherwise, <laughs> how did you start to then use those skills as they emerged? So it first happened, you know, with myself, right? I was getting messages for for me. And I wasn't I didn't really understand what it was exactly, but you know, I would journal a lot with my processing and working on different issues for myself, and then these messages would start coming through. And mm-hmm. so I think for me it's been kind of twofold to continue to connect and and get guidance for myself. Obviously, that continues to hone my my gifts but then I I started practicing I started seeing who wanted who wanted a call who wanted a reading who could I help um you know someone would say oh you know this friend or that person people started recommend Janet recommended people (laughs) Alicia recommended Mm -hmm. people and so it just started happening where I was just doing readings here and there and just kept doing them and as I continued to do these ones for people um, it's just like my gift got stronger and stronger. And mm-hmm. I think also at the same time, you know, there were still things I was working on myself. Like, I think, you know, as I always believe, like, I, you know, we're not done, you know, you keep, <laughs> you can't, you can't just say, oh, I did it all. I'm done. But right, you know, there's right. other things that keep kind of coming up personally for myself. So as I continue to work on those and keep shedding even more layers, right. 
again, it got mm-hmm. me more and more clear and more open to being able to channel even better. Now, how did you then flow over to your typical, does he love me, does she love me, am I going to get the job, should I move kind of readings to what is my business situation and opportunities look like? How did you (laughs) step out of that arena? (laughs) So my background, you know, it ha- comes in the form of marketing and working with startups and on- and for entrepreneurs. So for 10 mm-hmm. years, you know, I was working in that space and I've done everything from, you know, PR to digital marketing to helping launch online courses to, you know, working on lead generation activities. So I am very much that jack of all trades in that arena. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of came about was just in a reading starting to get questions about business stuff and it just flowed, right? It just was there. And I think because I speak the language, right, it's harder to, and you know, there's things, there have been things in my readings that I'm kind of like, what am I talking about sometimes, right? But uh, a lot easier mm-hmm. to give a reading for someone and pull the information if you can speak the language of what's coming into right. you, right, and understand right. what's coming mm-hmm. to you. So because mm-hmm. I have this unique background and, and I did work for these companies that were more startups and, you know, more entrepreneurs and in that space, I understand more of what it is to be an entrepreneur, even though, like, I'm more of a recent one myself, right? I still understood it. Mm-hmm. And I, it just was, it, it was all this like logical conclusion and it just hap- worked so well because really mm-hmm. what it is, is it's your own guidance, right? It's your guide right. coming through me as a channel. So it's exactly what you need to do. So why would you mm-hmm. sit there and worry about like when to launch the program or how, who I should target or where I need to go, you know, for leads or how I should set this up or, you know, those kind of things when we can find out <laughs> the exact answer mm, you right. need. Right. And it's just really amazing because what I find is, you know, a lot of these business owners and entrepreneurs, they are struggling because it's ultimately in their hands to make these decisions. You know, they're at the the top, top, top. They're running their business maybe on their own or having a staff under them, right? So it's up to them Mm -hmm. to make these decisions. So, and they're, they have a lot of ideas, right? As entrepreneurs, it's great. And business owners, you have to come up with a lot of ideas so that you can keep moving your business forward, but you don't always know exactly what you should do when and like, okay, let's work on this one now and this one, you know, then and hold off and that kind of thing. And you get like support because a lot of times being in that position can be very lonely, right? Because you're the one Mm -hmm. who has to make these decisions on your own. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really amazing to be able to provide like this kind of like clarity and the right business direction you need for these types of questions you have that you're struggling with on your own. Well, I think that's a very uh, awesome (laughs) way of putting (laughs) things together for people. Um, And, I mean, if (laughs) if advice and direct guidance is good for every other area of life, why wouldn't it be good for 
your most cherished investment of your entrepreneurial, you know, energy for sure. Yes. Yes. You know, I think it's very key also that you already use the existing tools that you developed in the, as some people accept, the 3D sense, you know. Um, And a lot of people worry or they struggle with, well, I want to change who and what I'm doing, but I don't want to walk away from all that I invested in becoming the expert or skilled person that I am. And I try to assure them all the time, you don't necessarily walk away from that. You you know, your innate skills and abilities continue to support you as you then move forward. And if that is into some kind of light working or service level, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. at how it's going to work out and it's going to be like a custom position just for you. <laughs> you know, it's very I mean, unique. come on. Like, I had no idea. Like, this was never something <laughs> – in all my that would take... like, wildest <laughs> dreams, if you had asked me, right. what are you going to do when you grow up? Okay, now, okay, this, is, this was my prayer. My prayer for, like, years has been, you know, let what I'm going through mean something to help someone else. Mm-hmm. So the prayer that I was always praying <laughs> to my team mm-hmm. was, please just let this serve someone else in the future so they don't have it as hard as I've had right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. my prayer was that which which wow okay I'm getting that (laughs) right right never never, ever would have thought oh yeah you're going to be doing intuitive psychic business strategy for people what wait right Here's that sophomore <laughs> no. year, junior year classwork, right? No, <laughs> they don't teach you that in school. <laughs> no, not at all. And then, you know, you're, you're, you were complimenting me when we first started the call, like, oh, it doesn't even look like you've been, you know, you look like you've been in your business way longer and that you have a presence. Yes. Well, you know why? Because I can use all of the things I've learned in my experience in marketing mm-hmm. To create that presence, right? Because I understand mm-hmm. it and I know it. So it's like been such a blessing to me in a way because I have, I understand what to do and what I need and how to like set up, you know, an email nurture or how, <laughs> how to create some social media posts and those kind of things because of my background, right? So I, I do mm-hmm. feel super blessed. I was I was thinking about that when I was doing a lot of these things. I'm like, wow, I'm I, I'm very blessed that I know how to do these things because it serves me so much right now. Yes, and that's the other thing people think that that you aren't going to be able to serve and nurture and heal yourself, but you absolutely have to. Let's put that oxygen mask on first is the rule of the mm-hmm. rule, you know, in order to to be of best use, you know. Why deny yourself <laughs> the gift of yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We have these skills to use for you know, others, but there's always something we can benefit ourselves from, too. And too often we neglect our side of the thing and turn that outward focus because we feel compelled to or that we're supposed to do it that way. And we just really Mm -hmm. need to give ourselves permission to, you know, pay it first and then pay it forward. There'll be enough for everything, (laughs) you know. That was, and that was a big lesson I had to learn, right, was what you're exactly, what you're saying, because 
as, you know, people who are sensitive or empathic or intuitive or even just giving people, you tend to want to continue to focus on everyone, like, who needs your help, right? And you want to give because that's what you feel is fills you up, right? So that, I think, for me was a big lesson was, yeah, taking the time to work on myself was, you know, saying no to going out on a Saturday night and staying home and journaling to figure out, like, what I needed to work on. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. taking that time and many times taking the time still (laughs) has has been very, very vital for me to be able to do what I'm doing now. Well, I know that on your Facebook page, you've shared some videos of your strategy sessions that you've... um, Oh, yeah. So, well, what I do is, like, some... I like to do live channeling sessions. So I'll go Mm -hmm. live on Facebook. I've been trying to do it, like, at least once a month. I think I need to get my my one in for the month this month soon. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'll do – I'll get on a Facebook Live for an hour, and I'll take whatever questions people have and just channel answers. Uh, And usually, you know, they can be anything. They can be in the personal realm, or I'll take ones on business too. So it's pretty pretty wide open for that hour, what anyone wants to ask. Now, how can people connect with you then on Facebook and other um, other real estate that you have out there in virtual space? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so my <laughs> Facebook is actually Jocelyn Lee Robinson. So it's, my name is J-O-C-E-L-Y-N, and that's Lee, L-E-E. So it's at Jocelyn Lee Robinson for Facebook. And then my website um, I actually go by Jocelyn L. Robinson for my website, so JocelynLRobinson.com. And then if you want to find me on Instagram, again, it's jo- at Jocelyn L. Robinson, and on Twitter, it's just at Jocelyn Robinson. Okay. Well, um, I will say that I'm – registered for your uh, website so that I could get your download, your grounding meditation download. And so I always recommend people, I'm, you know, always trying to pass along good positive information. So if there is a meditation or a transmission or an e-book or a tool or a journal template or anything wonderful that people can get by visiting someone's website. I always love to share that. And so I see you do have a, a little perk for people who sign up on your page. So uh, yes, I'll definitely give my feedback know. about that <laughs> on, my, uh, on my Facebook page after I do it. <laughs> Because I found, um, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, when they're doing readings on personal and business, even either or, there is a lot of struggle with feeling grounded and being in their body. And, you know, you, until you're, like, grounded, it's, it's hard to be clear and feel very a lot of clarity, right? So that's right. why I created a meditation that isn't very long, that's pretty, you know, easy to follow and do, that can help you kind of ground back into your body. So it's really great to do either in the morning, the beginning of the day, or at the end of the day before you go to bed, just to make sure you're back in your body, 
or if you're having like a really stressful time. So yeah, if you go to my website, jocelynlrobinson.com, there's an opt-in where you can opt in for that free meditation. And then of course I'll send you all my updates on when I do those uh, awesome Facebook live channel sessions. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught just a few minutes of one of those. So <laughs> I, I always They're got fun. bookmarks or things yeah. to get back to. I have a great time doing them. They're just like really fun because they're just super positive and it just feel it's like great energy. So I have a great time doing those. Well, I love the fact that technology is something that is really making things accessible. Not only can you study or find articles or ebooks mm-hmm. or workshops and seminars and all manner of stuff to enlarge yourself. Uh, and people like you who are just, you know, doing it because you enjoy it and you ha- people have an opportunity to Without a cost, you know, many people are very yes. concerned or they think this stuff is out of reach for them. Um, no, but there's yeah, so much giving in the community right. where people, you know, right. let me give readings either on YouTube or Facebook Lives, and mm-hmm. there's no charge for that. It's just because we <laughs> need to give, you know. Yeah. Now, I mean, do it's, you it's- – it's good to give for me too. So I, and I feel like it's just so much fun to do those. So yeah, I feel like it's, you know, when you think that there's no access, you just have to realize there is access and you have to be creative about finding the ways where you can get access to these amazing, like different types of spiritual tools or times you can experience different things. You know, you just have to, like we were talking about earlier, just be open and you can find some really awesome things that you can be a part of. Yes. I do have a caller who's been uh, holding. They pressed the number to indicate they wanted to get on the line here. Let me see if they have a question about your story so far. Uh, Caller, area code 703, this is the Psychic Inside Show. You're on the air. How are you? Well, they might be tuned in on the side. I'll check back with them later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, um, for people who are doing um, the who are interested in the business side, I think that's really so Mm -hmm. interesting because I made a mental note for myself. But (laughs) um, do you do (laughs) any workshop level um, interactions, or are you just doing one-on-one coaching at this time? Um, Well, I have done some, like, group readings where I've done, like, back-to-back, like, groups. Like, it's a group that's attending, and then I'll do, like, mini readings back-to-back. I haven't worked – well, and I've actually – oh, no, I've actually also worked, um, you know, doing some – a little bit of that in, like, a group kind of mastermind environment, too, as well. So I guess on a grand, like, workshop, like, bigger scale, not yet, but I do hope to, like, keep expanding that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm definitely open and have worked with people in the group setting because, you know, it's really interesting, especially with the business, to be able to kind of talk to people um, from that place in a group where they're masterminding and kind of getting all those ideas and still being able to channel for them while all that's occurring is is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking about um, you know the the library, which is the kind of virtual information portal that I've 
putting together. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. place where people can come to take other classes, workshops, trainings by any number of people. It's kind of like your typical library. There's something on the shelf for everybody. And one of the classes that has been um, happening is a tech tune-up for holistic business, which basically goes over how to organize yourself with your emails and calendars and contact management, things of that nature. And I was thinking that something along the lines of, uh, you know, using your intuition in the business sense, like teaching people how to tune in for then um, awareness, a a level of awareness, it seems like that would be a very helpful. uh, Because many business people will speak in terms of, oh, I had a gut feeling. I just there. Mm, I yes. seemed like the opportunity yes. was ripe, or I had a hunch about this, and I just had a feeling about it. And they don't necessarily <laughs> connect the yeah. larger picture. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. That would be something I would definitely want to learn. You know, how how to tap yeah, in. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think that would be amazing. I think, you know, we're we're at this point in time where you can see like the corporate and business world and people who are entrepreneurs merging with this metaphysical and spiritual world, because I have friends who are entrepreneurs that aren't necessarily working in a spiritual type business, but they're interested Mm -hmm. and they make spirituality a part of their daily lives. Right. So we're kind Mm -hmm. of at this point where it is converging. It's becoming part of people's everyday life, the practice of mindfulness and meditation and incorporating energy healing and all this kind of things are becoming more and more mainstream. So I definitely think there's a huge place for being able to offer up some guidance and support for people to start learning how to do that themselves. Because, I mean, isn't that ultimately like, what we all want is for people to be mm-hmm. able to tap into their own gifts. I mean, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. why I want to serve people with what I can help them with now so that they can continue to find more of their own direction and guidance too. So when a person like such as myself sits down with you for a business in, you know, coaching session, Mm-hmm. Who is the typical person who sit down in front of you? I would say, I mean, I've got ranging from people who are literally just starting their business to people who are bringing in huge revenues and have big staff. So okay. I work with people at all stages, which is amazing because I love that (laughs) can help people Mm -hmm. who need it to just start out and figure out like literally how to set up their website, who they should target their persona. Like we can talk about that or, you know, I have the clients who are so seasoned in their current um, industry and what they've created in their own business that now they're looking to expand into other avenues and what they can create and grow bigger in and I can help provide that guidance for what they should really focus on next. So okay. I think, you know, when you come to me, it could be whatever stage you're at, I can take you. <laughs> and really what it just starts off with a very brief kind of conversation from you telling me where you're at and what you're doing. And then from there, we kind of start going into the areas you need support in. And I usually ask people, you know, if they have specific questions 
for even personal growth too. Like go ahead and write them down before our reading, like take, you know, write them up so that we can make sure and, and utilize our time and get to all of them. But, you know, really it, we go through all the questions, but as you, as you know, too, just like your show, it's very organic too. And it goes into everything kind of we need to address and, and unfold really well. And who, what kind of energies then are you usually receiving to support people? Is it like loved ones, like your great uncle Joe, who was a good business <laughs> owner, or your your spirit guide, who's over your entrepreneurial portion of your life, or does it just kind of look different for every single person who sits down? So for me, I'm not really able to tell, like, I'm not, I'm not able to tell who specifically what guide is, is present. Mm -hmm. For me, it comes Mm -hmm. through, like, it feels to me like this group of collective energy. Like I know there's Mm -hmm. usually more than one presence there. That's kind of this group, but I don't have, at least not yet, because we know that, you know, gifts continue to develop. (laughs) So I'm totally open, right? I haven't been able to really tap into, oh, like, you know, this is your, you know, past loved one, or this is the guy that's been with you your whole Mm -hmm. life, or this is, you know, the person who's come in right now to help you because of this, or so, Mm -hmm. so at this point, like, it's just really more of this feeling of a group of energy that I feel. And so then they just, uh, you it's clear cognizance is one of the hardest of the clairs to kind of uh, explain, right? I, yes, yes. Because you're like, <laughs> well, I just know. You know, it's right? like, well, where do you know? Why do you know? How do you know? I just know from <laughs> the connection to spirit. And, you know, people give you the side eye, like, mm-hmm, so you know. <laughs> so the, the best way is just like, like, I love to talk about channeling, like, tuning, like, a radio station, right? This is my favorite analogy. So when you're on that, like, I'm on your specific channel, right? So I'm tuning to your channel, and then I'm starting to get those messages from that energy frequency because you're out of frequency, and I'm tapping into it, and I'm getting mm-hmm. that, you know, information coming. So with the clear cognizance, it's like you just start speaking and it's just there. Like, it's just there in your mind to start speaking these <laughs> words and these thoughts. And that's the, I know it's the hardest thing to, like, really understand because it's called clear knowing, right? But it's literally right. like you just start talking and the words come and you're there, the thoughts right. are there for you. And But you know right. it's not someone else's voice. It's not, like, coming in someone else's voice. But at least, you know, for me it's not, right? Mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. there and it's like almost like you had these thoughts but you know they're not <laughs> your thoughts because they weren't you wouldn't have known that before you started channeling so exactly yeah that's a great way and of that's explaining really, it because really yeah that's my really I think the strong the strongest gift I have is is that I mean I definitely have the other two but I think the one I use the most in reading is the claircognizance I think that's probably one of the most mis oh I don't want to say misdiagnosed but uh you get the just uh, underrated uh under aware you know um because that knowing it, it like you said yeah. well I just know uh, and many times people uh like you said a business person when they watch Shark Tank on TV 
you know, those folks are making split decisions, but there is a portion Mm -hmm. of their knowing that is guiding them without hesitation. So we understand it in the business sense and can explain it away, but it really is talking about in the psychic sense. People just don't Mm -hmm. tend to step outside the labeling of it to experience it as a psychic interaction. Yeah, I mean, it's... (laughs) I will say it's hard to understand myself, right? Because it's just, it just happened. That was how my gift opened up for me was I started initially the writing with the thoughts, but then all of a sudden when you just have these thoughts that are coming for other people that are just these knowing things that you're knowing, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, wait, how do you do this? And you don't need, it, it, it's kind of, the, it's hard. It is hard to explain. It's hard to explain. It's hard to um, make it tangible for people, right? Because it's not a tangible mm-hmm. thing. It's not supposed to be. So right. I think that's why it's harder. Like when you tell someone I can see images, like I see something, like I see a story like clairvoyance, like I see something, that makes more sense than like all of a sudden you just have thoughts in your head coming. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now for your business clients do they tend to come back is it a repeated coaching type dynamic or is it kind of a one-off I actually do have several people who come back for me come back and work with me on a regular basis because as you know things in your business are constantly shifting and changing um, Mm -hmm. and new things come up and you, and you want to develop new programs or you want to try something different. So, yeah, I do have several people who, you know, are definitely repeat clients and we work together to continue to move them forward in their business. And what's great is, like, you know, it's, it makes them feel supported, right? Because, like, I was talking mm-hmm. about that whole idea of, you know, being an entrepreneur business owner, it, it can be very lonely, so mm-hmm. by working with me, like, it is a way to support yourself, to have someone to help you in that journey. And your services are available virtually. People don't have to be here in the Atlanta area no, to I connect mean, with you. Majority of my all majority of my readings are done um, through video, like, chat system. And what I do is I record the sessions. So that way you have the recording of it afterwards so you can refer back to it because I do find that there is a a lot of information and I have clients tell me all the time how great it is because they're like, oh, yeah, I went back and I picked up something else or I remember this or because I I promise you, you will get a lot of information in the time we have together. So it Mm. is important for people to, I think it's a great value to go be able to go back and review things and get, um, and have that for the, for their benefit. Now, do you enjoy the business more than you do like a typical reading or is it pretty much either way you're having a good time? I feel like it's pretty much either way I'm having a good time. <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stuff that can come up for people personal in the personal growth and healing ones can be things I've been through. You know, like, I, you know, I've had a long struggle with my own, you know, healing journey. So it does feel very amazing to help people that way with things I've been through. 
But then on the flip mm-hmm. side, doing the business one pulls in a lot of my background and has me thinking in a different type of way and also is, you know, exciting because it's, it's different, you know, different types of businesses and different things to work on. So I, I couldn't say that I, at least right now, <laughs> have mm-hmm. more on top of the other because I, I definitely enjoy and I enjoy the clients and everyone's so amazing to work with on both sides. What has been your most challenging situation or experience in your post-psychic life? The most, wait, the most, so the most challenging situation? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's an adjustment in learning how, like, like I was talking about before, how to work with my energy, right, and to make sure and take care of myself. Because like I was saying, I've noticed that I've actually become more sensitive now. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely an, I'm an extrovert. And it's interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people who are intuitive or empaths can tend to actually be more introverted, right? But mm-hmm. I'm definitely an extrovert. So I do like to be out and I like to be social. But I've learned that now, like, that is more of a draining thing for me. Like, it does pull my energy. And the way that I get more energy is by being more introverted and doing the self-care practices, right? So I think mm-hmm. it's just the, the most challenging thing is just figuring out the right balance, right? Because I love to be with people and socialize and do things and go out and have fun. But I also have to make sure and have the right balance to take care of myself more now, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I giggle because I'm a Libra <laughs> and I'm highly social as well. But in the last, uh, you know, five years, my social uh, habits have changed, changed. Right. And I am alone a lot more. In a happy way, mm-hmm. you know, which my friend yeah. circle or associate circle, because my friend circle is pretty consistent, but my, you know, casual association circle is much smaller now. And I'm good mm-hmm. with that because I actually contact a whole lot more people through the business than I was socially. So it's kind of a little redirection of the energy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And a I lot think, of people go I mean, solo. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a lesson because you're you're working with your energy in a different way, and you know it fills me up to do the readings, and I get really energized when I'm doing them. But it also takes my energy, right? So I have to be very careful mm-hmm. of balancing that. Um. So I think the I think the funny thing was for me I. I was really worried, like, you know, coming out and being vulnerable and saying, this is who I am. These are the gifts I have. Mm-hmm. And I have not had one person, I mean, at least to my face, <laughs> say one <laughs> bad thing to me about it, right? Most people right. have been like, wow, that's amazing. What? Wait. What? And then people are curious or people don't necessarily understand it, but they're all, like, everyone's been so supportive. And people, it's funny, like, people are, like, it was, like, I keep waiting, right? It's, like, I kept waiting for someone Mm -hmm. to be, like, no, you shouldn't do this. But no one has said that. 
So I think my <laughs> expectation of being fully in this and being fully who I am was way more negative than the reality <laughs> of what it's right. been. And that's amazing, right? That's super amazing. So I think, yeah, well, just this, this, it's the supportive environment, a supportive world, and people just, like, all the people who are my friends who may not even be as, you know, into this as much as I am, they're just like, we just want you to be happy. Like, you do you. I'm so right. proud of you for being who you are and being, you know, happy and pursuing what your dreams are. Well, I absolutely can agree with that. It is very inspiring to see people in any industry who are, like, living their dream and smiling when they are working (laughs) and feeling passionate. Most people are like, well, I want to have whatever they're having. And if if it's the main plate of purpose and passion and gift, then, you know, have that meal, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's contagious because if you look at your little boring nine to five and your depression and your body aches and your pains and you say, well, that person is skipping and smiling all the time as they're off doing God knows what. I think they said they're a psychic or something, you know what I'm saying? But you want to get a taste of it if it's bringing such happiness and joy to someone's uh, experience as they relate it to you, (laughs) you know? Yes. Yeah. I think that's why I'm so excited. Great. I think that's why I'm so excited. The business coaching aspect of this has me really just, geek this evening because I could see (laughs) I'm a conscious business so I love being able to have a conscious business strategy conversation with someone (laughs) but I love the fact that you're mainstreaming so I'm sure that a lot of the people who you're having conversations with are people who never considered until they realized as they were talking to you, oh, I'm talking to a psychic person. There is this extra dimension to my conversation. I never knew it was available, but now that I'm receiving it, I really like it. Let's book some more time, you know. It really (laughs) does give an opportunity to open up. Uh, And the entrepreneurs in this country, you know, we know that small business really keeps things going. And as you said, it's a lot of solo people out there pursuing a pathway to uh, financial freedom and their passionate gifts and purpose. So that's huge. You know, there's more small business owners than large business owners, so your opportunity to have conversations is is huge uh, for that. Yeah. You can get people at any age, you know. That's the, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like any age, any stage of their business, any any business. It doesn't. It's not industry specific. It's not size specific. It really can fit all over the place. And I've literally like every single time I've done a business strategy reading, like people are like, "Wow, that was great. That was amazing. That you know, like I Mm -hmm. I haven't. Okay, yeah, okay, should I, you know, I don't know if I should say this, but I haven't had a bad one yet, so. (laughs) But all of those, they've all been on the business strategy side, like, really, really um, amazing. And I feel, and it just, like, it, I can feel people feel more clarity and confidence after, like, having the reading. Mm. 
so you can experience that um, in real time. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. You can just see, like, now, at the you, end, just kind of be like, oh, I can see people really kind of got got that. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they come back six months later, and they have a whole new business happening because of something that you talked about in one of your your sessions. That has to be a good feeling. Yeah, I mean, I have a client right now that I've been working with that I work consistently with, and she's shifting into a whole different type of business. And we were planning like, like the same type of business, but like different model, right? And so we were planning out like that kind of stuff, and that came up like previously, though, like in readings of doing that and how to do that, and then now it's starting to actually get implemented. So it it is very exciting. Mm-hmm. To see people mm-hmm. evolve and grow and change and really they're in new and different ways because they're leveling, you know, up and up and up. Right. Now, would you say that the journaling was a key tool for you that you would recommend people bring into their practice to help them connect? Yes. Yes, hands down, I would say that is huge because, you know, it's a like when you start to write, you're really connecting like with your body and your mind, like you're physically doing a movement that connects to your headspace, right? A lot of times if we're just in our head, we're just in our head thinking thoughts, right? We're not also connected to our body, but when you're starting to physically write, that's a connection you're making with your entire being, And so it can allow you to start to really unload whatever's in your brain and the thoughts and kind of start to release to get to a place where you start to get more of the things that are coming in from that intuition too. You know, you have to start Mm -hmm. from a place where you're trying to clear and dump and then eventually you get to that place where you can start tapping in more and more to the intuition you have and things that are starting to come you know, I think a, a great way sometimes people, you know, even write poetry from an intuitive place. Like if you have that gift mm-hmm. of writing, just to keep working with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just any type of way that you can start connecting with a journal and your thoughts kind of, it's just called, called that like automatic writing, right? That's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just first it starts mm-hmm. with like brain dumping and then it can shift into more of the connection. But I will say like, you know, mirroring that with a spiritual practice, right? Because if you're not connecting to anything spiritually, you know, sitting in meditation and prayer, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. as a practice, then you're not really tapping into that, that part of you either. Right. So it's kind of like you need the journal and then you need a spiritual practice. Right. So -hmm. you can have both of them kind of open you up if that makes sense. It does make sense. You know, some you know how people say, well, I tried meditating and it just doesn't work yeah. for me. I feel like that a little bit about journaling. Like I, I'll, mm. I'll do it in spurts. And I know that when I sit down and do, then I receive channeled information very rapidly. But then it's like I'll shut down 
And then my notebook will just sit for days, and I don't know what it is. I guess I probably have some kind of maybe block into, like, really stepping fully into it. But I never liked to to journal and write when I was younger, like taking notes. I didn't care for that in school. You know what I'm saying? The act of writing, something about it, I just... Yeah, yeah. There are, I mean, and you know what? Everyone has their thing. So I will say there's another thing you can try that is still using because you're you, – okay, so everyone on their phones has those voice recorders, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so another way to do it is actually just speaking and recording your voice. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you're still you're still using your body, right? You're still using okay. something. <laughs> you're not writing but you're speaking, so you're physically connecting, right? And it's, again, you would just be recording yourself saying whatever that comes to you and about a topic or about what's in your brain. And you can try doing it if you're, if you're that person like you, that's not in, you know, not in excited by journaling or doesn't feel like it doesn't feel good to you. You can try (laughs) doing some voice memos and seeing what happens when you do these voice memos and, and practice that and see if that is a, more, is a better way for you to connect to it and a better way for you to try to exercise it. Um, because in some people, you could even go for a walk, like be in nature and try doing a voice memo and seeing if that helps, mm-hmm. if you're having a hard mm-hmm. time connecting um, from journaling. I will say that's number one. I will, get, I will throw that out there, number one. But if you don't <laughs> feel that, then, then try the voice memos and see. There was a point where I was um, dealing with some health stuff, and I literally just could not write. Like, I just didn't have the ability at that moment in time to write. And I started doing some voice Mm -hmm. memos and just kind of riffing on things I was thinking about. And Mm -hmm. it was fun. And it still was, like, tapping into that part of me because I wasn't able to write. You know, that's so interesting. That's I'm glad assignment. you brought that's that up. That's your assignment. Yes, that's your assignment I'm going to do that. I'm going to check back in with you. I'm going to check well, back I'm in with you in a couple that. weeks. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's. I'm glad it reinforced me because I actually do that for dream journaling instead mm. of journaling because one day I will, you know, they say put a little notebook by the bed and put a pen yeah. by it. One day I woke up in the middle of the night, wrote down all this stuff about the dream, and when I looked in the morning, the, it was chicken scratch, and then the oh. ink had just, like, got off the edge of the notebook onto my oh, comforter no. where I had fallen asleep with the pen oh, in my yeah. hand, apparently trying to capture this dream. So from that point on, I would use the voice recorder, and I would sound like a bullfrog in the bayou croaking out my dreams in the middle of the night, but I never considered doing that for journal time. So that's a great uh, tool right there. I definitely am going to put that into practice. (laughs) Well, that's your assignment, so I'm literally going to check back in with you in a couple weeks and see how it's going. (laughs) I'll be your accountability. Hey, I'll take it. I need it. Hey, you're a business coach. I receive everything. (laughs) You know, so... Well, you know, this has been a wonderful interview this evening. We've had callers who've been listening in to the show. I don't have anybody who uh, had a question to ask at this particular time. And I just, um, I definitely, you know, personally, that I will be circling back around to you uh, for a conversation about your business strategy reading. 
I think it's really just so exciting and it's a different way that your gift is manifested than many of the other people who I've interviewed. It's definitely unique to be able to uh, focus on business success um, as a as a primary oh, yes. service I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yes, please. Can we do one for you? That'd be awesome. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I do um, have a links out to your properties on Facebook and Instagram through the tags that I posted in promotion. So if anybody is listening this evening, uh, you can definitely find Jocelyn through the Vibrary webpage and through her own uh, Facebook page. And tonight's interview is going to remain in Blog Talk Radio for the duration. And it will also then be put over on the Vibrary YouTube channel in a couple weeks and then also goes out on many of the podcast directories such as iTunes and Stitcher so you can subscribe and listen in. Now, do you have any kind of distillation of what you learned in your psychic life to share with our listeners before we wind down? Um, what, what can I, what wisdom do I have to give? Hmm, let's see. So I think, I think that <laughs> The more, like, I think the key, some key takeaways, right, that kind of we've talked about, too, I would reiterate, which would be focusing on getting yourself to a place where you feel like you're the best self you can be, right, so that you're not having the physical, emotional problems, you know, and suffering. Because when you're not in a place of feeling very, um, like feeling good, like and healthy, and 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 it's hard to really be there for those to get those gifts right and receive because you're going to be blocked. So I think you know the first thing is definitely what is it that I can continue to do to work on myself to make myself the best you know version of me. And then I think also looking at the areas of your life where you can start making sure that you're making time to have the space to connect. If you're not in your life Mm -hmm. open and looking for those things to show up, like I think a really good example is, you know, as I started to get more into spirituality and more into like healing and myself, like I started seeing the repetition of numbers, right? And that's a big Mm -hmm. thing to find from your angels. Like I started mm-hmm. seeing the repetition of the, you know, 1111 or the 222 and the 555 mm-hmm. and the 333s. But I can tell you that for years, for my, you know, more of my life than, than not, I never saw that. Like I never saw it. So I think right. it's starting to be open to the world around you. Like I started looking at the world in a different way. I started looking at the animals that I would see a lot. Like if I saw a lot of butterflies, or when, you know, mm-hmm. like the deer would come or like this summer when I keep seeing snakes, <laughs> like I started mm. looking at the symbolism, like what's behind this grasshopper that just randomly like showed up mm-hmm. on my door? Like what does a grasshopper <laughs> mean? So it's right. to pay attention, open your eyes, because I think people don't realize 
all of the daily miracles that are going on and daily messages Mm -hmm. that are getting sent to us that we're continuing to ignore because we're just so focused on our own stuff, like, and so in our Mm -hmm. own stuff. So when you can take the time to start really noticing the world around you, you will start seeing the messages and the signs and the symbols show up. And you have to also be thinking about it not always coming in the same way. Like, you know, you could start Mm -hmm. seeing the picture of the owl, like a picture keeps showing Mm -hmm. up here and then you see like the owl in the store. So, so notice, even if it's not only in nature, like you start noticing these things right more. And they sh- and, and, and you have to be aware of, like, your surroundings more. <laughs> so I think right. that's too. And then I guess the third thing is, like, what we had just talked about is developing the, the time for you to connect and to receive the messages, but also the time for you to connect to just be in meditation and prayer. So, you know, I find that it's important to do both uh, in spiritual practice, like meditation, which is, you know, re- taking time to be quiet and still and receive. And then prayer, when it's your time to ask and ask for what you need. Because if you don't start mm-hmm. actually asking for what it is you desire and put that out there, there, your guides can't come in to help you and serve you. So, and, and, you know, you won't start seeing the signs that they're trying to give you to help you, right? <laughs> So it's definitely a combination of making sure you're in stillness so that you can receive the messages that are trying to come through and then also saying what it is you do desire in that prayer um, mm-hmm. and then being making that time to connect, whether it's through the journaling or it's through, like we just talked about, the other option of maybe doing some voice memos. Well, that was a lot. You asked well, me like one thing, didn't you? <laughs> no, but that. But I mean, it was, it was all interrelated things. But it yeah. speaks to a yeah. way of being that is really different for most people. Because when we hit the the awareness button in the morning and the alarm goes off, then it starts mm-hmm. a series of events that does not often end until we crash into our bed. That next evening, getting ready to repeat it all over again without any space, breaks, or time for that very simple thing that you talked about, the mindful opportunity of being present, being open, and ready to receive, and then ready to send out intention. How many people go through and that happens for them on Sunday instead of uh, seven days a week? So you have to make it part of your daily life. So for me, it's I get out of bed. I obviously have to go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, wash my face, and then I go sit at my altar, and I that's that's my time. It's part of my literally daily habit. Like it, and it's been for years. But I had to get into that habit, right? It wasn't like mm-hmm. part of my world growing up. <laughs> it was something I learned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just. It's become, it has to become as vital to you as brushing your teeth is and as normal and as routine. And it's going to be hard at first and it's going to be uncomfortable. But if you just give yourself the five minutes every morning after you do brush your teeth to try and to keep doing it and stay committed, like it, it, it will serve you and it will continue to serve mm-hmm. you. And then you'll want more of that. 
because it's new and it's different and it's like scary and challenging. And anytime we take mm-hmm. on something like that, just like a, a workout routine, it, you have to get through the rough part to like have mm-hmm. it integrate and be, be working for you. Well, so I and think, I think yeah, that just, most, just add that time. <laughs> well, I think most people we've learned to be observantly on the go. And what I mean by that is you might notice that you've had a tickle in the back of your throat for a couple days, but you haven't Mm -hmm. stopped to do anything about it. You're just aware of Mm -hmm. it in a casual sense in the background, like, oh, I'm getting ready to come down with a cold. Let me keep pushing through. You file it away. You might take some airborne or drink some orange juice, but other than that, most people are like, well, work, 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 kids, homeschool, work, 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 rather than saying, hmm, I feel a scratch in the back of my throat. Let's sit with this for a minute. Am I catching a cold? Is it allergy? You know, like sitting with your observation then and giving it time, focus, and attention and it doesn't matter what you're observing. It could be a psychic nudge. It could be a physical disease symptom, which is alerting mm-hmm. you to something else going on. But you have to give it the, the moment it needs instead of layering in what it, multitasking and not doing anything well and not paying attention to anything wholeheartedly. And unfortunately, I think that's the way that most of us have had to live our lives. Uh, in the busy yes. American lifestyle. And I've had, to, I've had to unlearn a lot of that. Like that's been my process is unlearning that and tuning in to a physical, emotional, or like spiritual type of hit, right? Whether it is the sickness mm-hmm. or the illness or something that's arising in my body or if it's just something emotionally that I'm struggled with. So to that point, like it's learning that it's, it's like an unlearning process of ignoring, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's, yeah, it's right. a coming back. It really is. It's that unlearning mm-hmm. process of ignoring everything on on all levels, and it's coming back into your body and being so connected mm-hmm. to your body that you can get the intuitive hit. But you also acknowledge the physical you acknowledge the emotions that arise for you and you actually process them and don't ignore them right Mm -hmm. so it is Mm -hmm. really a complete 180 to be able to really a 360 right (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. able to start tuning in to all of those signals at all levels, which ultimately lets you be able to tap more into your own intuition because your body is Mm -hmm. constantly giving your signals and people in the world and body physically like giving you signals. So you, you, we tend to, like you just said, not observe them and ignore them. Well, and people with a chronic illness, though, if you have like a diabetes or migraine, mm-hmm. you do learn to all of a sudden be aware, oh my goodness, I'm seeing halos around the lights, I'm getting ready to have a migraine, or oh my goodness, I'm feeling shaky, I'm getting ready, my sugar is getting ready to drop, or whatever. It's like the body will override and say, look, here's a chronic thing, we're going to keep getting your attention, you can't ignore this now you can maybe not sit with it and explore it as deeply as you could but you're not going to be able to ignore 
and chronic, unfortunately, chronic discomfort is one of the main ways that people get moved out of their comfort zone, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. Like, it, it was, my body was screaming for me to address all of the emotional things that were going on, too, and a lot of the toxic physical things that were happening just because of the path I went down of, you know, a lot of medications that didn't serve me, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, my body literally was, like, screaming all the time because I was not addressing those things that were lying below it um, on a, a level of, of emotion. Well, yeah, your average person isn't going to say, well, dang it, I didn't even realize I had undiagnosed inner child trauma. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <I know. laughs> you were like, what was wrong with you? Well, my inner child was having a tantrum. I didn't, you know. Now you can yeah, laugh about yeah. it later when you've done the inner child work, yeah. but, the average, you know, the average person isn't expecting that to be the answer to their chronic migraine is that they've got a soul retrieval issue from, you know, Mm -hmm. some past life situation, but it really does happen like that. And people have experienced spontaneous shifts once they've gone into the spiritual realm and found the connection uh, and the shift itself is evidence for them that there was truth to the fact that they were dealing with that thing. You know, once it's named and and you do the work, then there's no taking back the evidence of the shift that happens for you. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what has happened in my own life. And I guess for me, like, that's why, you know, talking to you and being able to talk about my story is really huge because I want to be able to share that message that you don't necessarily have to suffer, you know, like, don't suffer like I did for years and years and years. Like there's ways to start to, you know, heal and find out what's at the root of these issues that can help really dramatically shift your life, change your life and open up, oh my gosh, gifts too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. I think, you know, if nothing else, like I love to, to be able to tell people like, you know, I'm a case study that it works, <laughs> that mm-hmm. working on yourself actually works. And for me, <laughs> it, it gave me this amazing, like, gift of being able to help others, which is what I always prayed for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jocelyn, this has been a wonderful conversation. I know I'm energized and excited <laughs> And I will definitely do my homework assignments and report back for the listeners and to you as well how that process has worked. <laughs> it's helped me I'm with excited. my journaling activity. <laughs> and definitely <laughs> please keep me posted about the workshops and classes that you will be bringing forth in the coming, uh, you know, um, months and in years it unfolds because I just know that there's, I can feel it, <laughs> that there's something that uh, will have a room full of people motivated and shifted and empowered with what you're doing with the business uh, business support. 
from spirit. I well, think I that's love really it. wonderful. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, for our listeners who want to get in touch, is definitely reach out for JocelynLRobinson.com, Jocelyn Lee Robinson on Facebook. And uh, definitely invite you to come back next Tuesday for another interview on the Psychic Inside Show. Uh, again, we believe everybody is psychic, and so you just may not recognize it, but in sharing stories like Jocelyn's and her journey, discovering her unique gifts and how they have been augmented and expanded since she came into spiritual healing and knowing, um, these stories help us all relate and connect the dots to see that everyday miracles do happen and they're magical, but magic is everywhere. <laughs> so, Jocelyn, I appreciate yeah. you being on the show this evening. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. I had This has been just fabulous. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, until we meet again next week or Thursday evening on the Vibrarian Show, I just wish for you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold until they're overflowing from you and spilling out into the world around you. And the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.